Dr. Katrina Fury, a psychiatrist. And I'm Portia Pendleton, a licensed clinical social worker. And And this this is Analyze Scripts, a podcast where two shrinks analyze the depiction of mental health in movies and TV shows. Our hope is that you learn some legit info about mental Mm -hmm. health while feeling like you're chatting with your girlfriends. There is so much misinformation out there and it drives us nuts. And if someday we pay off our student loans or land a sponsorship, like with a lay flat airline or a major beauty brand, even better. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn and your DSM-5 and enjoy. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, welcome back for another episode of Analyze Scripts. We are here today to talk about the new Apple TV Plus show, Shrinking, yes. episodes one through three, um, and kind of just our thoughts about therapy and therapists mm-hmm. out and in Harrison the wild. It, very, Obviously. very important. <clears throat> but before we do, anything new or exciting with you going on? I mean, I think the most exciting thing, Portia, is that we've started releasing our episodes. You know, earlier this week, we released episodes two through four, where we analyze seasons one through three of the show You on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Today, we're recording on February 9th. So season four, part one of You dropped today. And I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Also really excited to report that we have already surpassed our first goal with this podcast. Um, so when we first set out to do this, we just wanted to have fun and we totally mm-hmm. are. And then we were thinking like, okay, on our virtual vision board, what are some goals? You know, what are some like realistic goals? And then what are some like really like sort of delusional goals that maybe we'll achieve, True. maybe not, you know? Um, and so one of our first goals was to have a hundred listens or downloads or plays, or I don't know what the lingo is. So as of this morning, Portia, we have 15 subscribers on Apple. Only one of them is me. And we've had 114 downloads. Only four of them 
is me. <laughs> That's wonderful. And then on Spotify, we have eight subscribers and 12 downloads, and none of them are me. And Not me. Yeah. So I, we already did it. So yeah. that's kind of cool. And I think that just means that, you know, if you, if, if you really set your mind to something yes, and you have the right motivator, which is Katrina, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you can do anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it just was, it was pretty cool. I was really excited. I'm proud of us for figuring out all the tech mm-hmm. as best as we could. Yeah. I think people are shocked. Like, you know, I've gotten a few, um, uh, you know, people who I have been close with at times or, you know, mm-hmm. past coworkers who were just like, what is this? Yeah. Like, are, you're doing this? Wow. Like, this is so cool. And I'm like, it really is. It looks, you know, professional. And yeah. I think it just, it's like such, such a fun thing to do. We're having a blast. We're having and, a blast. Yeah. So what about you? What's up with you? Um, big weekend. Ooh. Watched a lot of TV. <laughs> Good, um, good. Watched That's... shrinking a couple times. There was so much there, which we'll get into. And yeah. I feel like I needed to watch it like more than once to, mm-hmm. to see everything. Mm-hmm. So I watched it again. And then I watched um, the Pamela Anderson documentary, which I started that. Oh, I just thought it was so, um, so interesting and just totally from a different perspective. I did not see the biopic um like fictional one that was on Hulu. Oh, I didn't um, even know about that one. Which I guess that one is just really more about like the sex tape and mm-hmm. her and Tommy, obviously they're actors who are portraying it. And I think that she had like kind of oh, yeah. found out that that was going on and then wanted to tell her story. Mm-hmm. And I mean, wow. Like, can you say exploitation? Um, <laughs> I think I also I read a couple celebrity memoirs over the last couple months. I read Josh Peck's. I read, um, um, Jeanette McCurdy's mm, both I child stars. Um, and I think it's just like women, um, young, you know, usually too old can happen to you too, but, and, um, children like Hollywood is just so good at exploiting you for everything you're worth. And I, I think it's a good stuff, um, thing to check out. I don't want to, you know, diagnose her or anything, but sure. I think it's just such a good, um, therapeutic, it seems way that she is like reclaiming her power. Yeah, I totally agree. And again, yeah, we're not here to diagnose real people. We've hopefully made that really clear. Um, I've only started watching it and already I'm hooked. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm really interested to see it. I feel like she's coming across as so sweet Mm -hmm. and like a really kind soul. And I really love that her son's are helping her with this. Mm -hmm. There's something that, and again, I haven't watched it through the end, but there's something that seems really tender and genuine about her son's kind of wanting her to be able to tell her side of the story. Um, And I think she is doing a good job describing the effects of trauma. Right. She does a really good job Mm -hmm. describing a lot of that. Which, you know, I think... I, I can make a pretty general statement with saying that that also seems to be a theme, you know, with child stars, with young 100%. women in Hollywood and, and also young men for sure. But I think it's just it's really like a shame. And I think it's great that so many people are kind of talking about it. Yeah. Um, you know, even Harvey Weinstein, you know, a couple of years ago when that all came out. So I think it's it's like hopeful that maybe there's yeah. some, um, you know, boundaries that are being made and I know. Um, supports and like just things that we shouldn't be doing to right. and like how people. courageous for people mm-hmm. to come out and really share their truth and their stories mm-hmm. takes a lot of guts and vulnerability and strength so yeah. you know round of applause for yeah. Pam Anderson yeah yeah so I also went to a salt room this weekend oh. um it was what is that <laughs> 
So it's a room is it full of salt. Some like, are on the floor. Some are. So the one I think there's a big, um, a couple of ones that I've seen online, like in New York City or you know more California. That like they, it really is all made of salt. But this huh. one, they are pumping salt in, like in the air, and you can actually oh. see it come out of like this vent. Um, Ooh. It's supposed to be helpful for anxiety, stress, asthma, they say. Um, we got a little, um, you know, infomercial about it when we got there. Started in Russia. Oh, where all great ideas yep, come from. Yep, yep. Um, they found that, a, you know, a couple hundred years ago, I think, um, that salt miners did not get sick frequently. Hmm. Um, they put patients down there <clears throat> in salt mines to oh. help them heal faster. Oh, so unlike coal mines, basically opposite of yes. coal mines. So yep. there's no coal rooms no, that, around. <laughs> that would probably be, you know, you'd pay to get sick. So there you go. Um, it was 60 minutes. It was it was a little too long for me. I tried to meditate. Yeah. I think I got like 15 minutes of okay. that <laughs> before. And I didn't bring my phone in because I really wanted to, you know, be present. be present. But I wish I brought a book like. Yeah. What do you what do you is it like a sauna? It's dark. You know, they have like pretty twinkle lights. Um um, the anti-gravity chairs, the eye mask. It was just, okay. you know, I can I can lay down and close my eyes for an hour with a massage, but, yeah. but not with my own thoughts. Oh, well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. One thing I've always wanted to do is one of those float tanks. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard about yes. those? I had someone in training who like did one and like reported back to us. And it's like you're in the pitch black floating with no sound it sounds scary like i feel like i'd have a panic attack yeah the sensory deprivation yeah but Mm -hmm. i also like want to try it so that that sounds like you're sort of like nudging toward that portion Mm -hmm. yeah i and one of those cryo things where you go in and it's like ice cold Mm -hmm. i don't think i'm ready for the um the The sensory deprivation thing i i think i would freak out i don't like pitch black at all yeah so i think you know and they say that you can have a light on in there if you want but then it's like kind of defeating the purpose but i like need to have my hand you know on the handle of the door okay (laughs) i'll I'll give it a whirl read to you (laughs) so you know, if you if you've done time in a sensory deprivation tank, comment on know. our Instagram. Yeah, DM us, or you know, <laughs> let us know what it's up, what's mm-hmm. up with that. All right, cool. Well, um, yeah. So it's it's interesting to sit down with you today to talk about like a funny show mm-hmm. and not such a dark and twisty yeah. show. Um, I do have to say, though, I feel like I like the dark and twisty a little more overall. Um, but I am really enjoying the show mm-hmm. as a show. Yes. Yep. So what is your, like, first impression? So we open with Liz and her husband sleeping. And so my actual first impression was, oh, my God, this reminds me of that movie Neighbors. Did you ever see yes. that with Seth Rogen <laughs> and Rose Byrne? Yes. And um, when they go over and they're trying to ask them to turn down the music mm-hmm. and she's so awkward and says, can you keep it down? Mm-hmm. Like really awkward. And um, that's basically me in a nutshell because <laughs> I live in a perpetual awkward stage. Like I've never grown out of it. And so it that's that was my first impression. Like I don't know, just reminded me of that. Um, and then we see him struggling. Yeah, to put it lightly. So you're kind of introduced to Jimmy, who you know at this point I didn't know who was who. So yeah, um, I'm just like, him. oh, this guy is doing drugs and appears to have some, some hookers yeah. in the pool. Yep. 
Um, but I think we knew from, like, press and stuff that Jason Siegel played a therapist mm-hmm. who's grieving the loss of his wife. So we were like, oh, okay. Yep. This is how his grief yep. is sort of presenting to the right. world. Um, it was sad. Mm-hmm. You know, right off the bat, it was sad. Yeah. And I was worried about the combination of a Adderall and painkillers. Like, that's really not good for your heart. Mm-hmm. Some might call that speedballing. Like opposites, right? Yeah, so opposites, one's upper, like, one's a downer. Yeah, real dangerous, mm-hmm. real dangerous. Yeah, so, you know, he just seems a little unhinged. Mm-hmm. Um, and that moment in Liz is just like, it, it seems like, you know, this is not the first time, right? She's right. like, what are we doing? Like, come on, go to bed. Yeah, I liked later on in the episode when she was like, is is this just going to be you forever? Mm-hmm. And so that definitely gives you the, the idea that this has been going on for a while, that we don't really know how long until later. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's been a year. And as soon as they mentioned Alice, I was like, oh, no, he's yeah. got a child. Of course he does. But how old is she? Like, yeah. what is she being, you know, exposed to? Mm-hmm. And turns out she's still in high school. And yeah. that made me, like, really sad right away. Yeah. Um, I think they did a good job. And like you said, we we kind of saw the press. We knew or, you know, assumed that he was the therapist. But I thought it was yes, so funny. Yes, you see him say. being like, you know, you know, staying up super late, doing drugs. You know, there's hookers there. And then he kind of rolls out of bed. Of course, the car is on E because, you know, he's not really Disheveled, taking care of himself. Unhinged. Then and, there's like sprinkler attack. Yes. And <laughs> then he gets to work and you're like, oh, he's going to therapy. This is great. Right. And he like, sits in the there's chair someone in the room right. <laughs> and asks. And the guy sitting in the room, you know, the patient in the room is asking, like, hey, are you, are you okay? And he right. sits down and all of a sudden you're like, oh, shoot, he's, he's the therapist. A, yeah, right. Exactly. I was like, is he in supervision? Is this mm-hmm. his own therapy? And then right. you're like, oh, no, yeah. he's the therapist. Mm-hmm. I do have to say I love the intro like the the brain maze yes, and the song yes, that they picked. I really loved mm-hmm. that. Like I watch it, which I typically I don't. Do too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't fast forward. I watch it. Um, I really, really like that. Mm-hmm. So then we're kind of introduced very quickly to like a bunch of his patients, which I just yes. love all of them. I think it's just like they're all so quirky. They all like, you know, clearly – uh, again, we were just getting a quick snapshot, but you can see what's happening really quickly. The guy, yes. you know, talking about his mom yes. issues, and then the guy who's just never happy, angry and then, guy, um, the woman with OCD, right. and then the want narcissistic the, guy, the woman who wants to leave her partner. She's right. complaining about him, and so on and so forth. And I, I totally agree. <laughs> I thought it was like a really tongue-in-cheek depiction, and obviously, it's um, amped up, mm-hmm. you know, for Hollywood and to be entertaining. Um, but I thought it was like a, a funny little snapshot of sort of what he's exposed to all yep. day. And I also loved his reactions. Yes. <laughs> just kind of sitting there. Um, They're just like so, like, so inappropriate. You know, so he's inappropriate. Like, he's like rolling his eyes, sighing, yawning, like, yeah. looking around. Mm-hmm. But you can tell he is just burned out. Oh, yeah. He is grieving. And like hung over. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe coming down or up. You or who see knows. his head under the sink. Yes. And like <laughs> a couple more minutes, he's just running water over it. And again, this seems normal because Gabby, another therapist in the group, kind of, kind of comes in, just puts her cup, you know, under his head, and she's like, "Morning." <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why you get this sense he's been like this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about Gabby? I love I Gabby. Love Gabby. She, Shout out to Jessica uh, Williams. Like, yeah. what an actress, all star. Here's your Emmy. Here's your EGOT. Yeah. 
her in that gallon of water. Yes, and oh. it's so I feel like it just makes it so much better because that is such a therapist thing to do. Yes, like yes. therapists <laughs> love water. Therapists like are the people who buy the gallon yes. size, you know, 8 a.m., 10, 10 a.m., 12 p.m. <laughs> and I just it was I, I couldn't stop laughing. I know. And also I just loved the juxtaposition of all of her water and the water water cooler banter mm-hmm. that they were having. I just loved their banter all yep. back and forth again with Paul Harrison Ford. Um, and it watching that made me miss working with other therapists. I know. I really, I know. That's like the only thing I miss about, mm-hmm. you know, being employed by someone else yes. is like those water cooler moments, the lunchtime. Totally. I In just, between sessions, yeah, you know, just the like. door, door, <sighs> what is it called? Like doorway chats. Yep. And I also loved later on when she was like, oh, man, yeah, I got to drop this easy peasy case. I know. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that. So that is like such a joke. Like that happens all, all the, time. the time. And you're like, oh, yeah, by the way, like they're so easy. They're so nice. And then you're like, it's by the way, you know, it's like history of assault. Like, yeah. you know, they're like, I don't know. They, it's going to be. Uh, the, they punch the, like, their last yeah. therapist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the, the longer you practice, I feel like you sort of develop an ear for mm-hmm. these like subtle like words that make you think twice about referrals where they're like, it's going to be a great educational case. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to learn so mm-hmm. much. Um, I Again, it's like, how do they know right. they have to have someone consulting? Yep. Give us a call guys. Like we are there. That's yeah. one of our delusional dreams. Yes. <laughs> no, totally. I mean, Gabby just, I, I love, I, she, I feel like she reminds me of, of every therapist I know. I, I would like, I think, you know, maybe this is, a little narcissistic to say. I think <laughs> some parts she reminds me of um, of me. I just love her. I want to be her. Like, yeah. I love her. I love her energy. Mm-hmm. Her outfits. Her outfits. I loved, I think it was the third episode where she's like asking her, we find out soon to be ex-husband, do you want to ride? And he's like, I just can't handle your music mm-hmm. today. And then it's like, this is yeah. the story of a girl. And you're like, <laughs> Of course, that's what she's listening I know, to. I know. Um, and I can't handle that yep. either. But and she's I, just like, in my new Tesla. Yeah, like, she's so excited. Uh, and it's like, yeah, good for you. Get a mm-hmm, Tesla. Like, yep. good job. And then, of course, little fender bender, you yeah. know. But um, I love Gabby right yeah. from the jump. And it's like, yeah, I just love her. Mm-hmm. I love their dynamic. Um, and, of course, I love, love Cranky Harrison yeah. Ford. Yeah. Do we have to call him Paul? I guess. Yeah. Indiana Harrison Harrison <laughs> H Ford <laughs> Mr Ford Mr yeah. Ford <laughs> he is so also like I just I love his character I love his boundaries like yes. I think it's like you know they kind of like laugh at them or but it's just so fortress good. of solitude yeah yes. and it's such a good um I guess like opposite to mm-hmm. Jason Siegel's character Jimmy and again they're both like Jimmy has like really poor boundaries which we'll keep talking about um and harrison ford has like really rigid boundaries yeah. um and so like that their banter at that first sort of like you know uh lunchroom scene mm-hmm. is just so funny yeah um and asking him like do you have a tv mm-hmm. one of those big <laughs> do you have friends and like <laughs> i just love it <laughs> i like the part when they are asking about his daughter and yeah. then um, <laughs> 
And Gabby's like, wow, it feels like she's, she's in, in the, the room. room. I love that too. And he's like, she lives in Connecticut yeah. and that's all you'll get. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can just, I wonder like when, A, if he takes vacations, he mm-hmm. might not. Yeah. Um, and his patients are sort of, you know, prying like, where are you going? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You can imagine he has a response like that. Yeah. And then the patient just sort of like awkwardly tiptoes out mm-hmm. of the room, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I yeah. love it. Really good. So we learned that he has Parkinson's. We do. Um, which I think is just like another kind of add-on, um, inter- you know, interesting piece of his story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, it seems like there's some stuff maybe with the the daughter, you know, so. and, and his relationship we'll with Alice. Like, you know, I think it just it, it's all so nice and it makes my heart warm thinking about him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. So. As soon as we find out about the Parkinson's, I was looking mm-hmm. for the pill rolling tremor. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Um, and I didn't see it in him. So either his medicine is doing its job mm-hmm. or he doesn't really have it. Why don't you explain what that is? Oh, that's a good point. So in Parkinson's, you know, there's all sorts of different types of tremors. Um, an essential tremor is like probably the most common one. The one we don't really worry about as doctors. That's where like, oh, my hands are a little shaky. Um like when I uh, pick up my coffee or, mm-hmm. you know, reach to grab something. Um, so that one you don't worry about as much. But with Parkinson's disease, you have a tremor at rest. Um, and it doesn't always affect both hands. Sometimes it's one hand or the other. Sometimes then it'll spread to both. Um, but we call it pill rolling because it looks almost like the thumb and the second and third finger are like rolling a pill over and over. That's sort of the the gentle motion you see. And then that goes away with movement or activity. So I kept, as soon as we heard Parkinson's, I was like, are they mm. going to depict it? And I was kept trying to look at his hands when he wasn't doing anything. And I didn't see it yet. So yeah. I don't know if they sort of just didn't know about that mm-hmm. part or if they want it to seem like he, you know, his symptoms are pretty well under control. Mm-hmm. But then like the driving stuff um, was also an interesting touch. And, yeah. you know, those sorts of driving clinics and things like that do exist uh, for patients with neurological conditions mm-hmm. or seizure disorders or things like that um, to sort of evaluate them and make sure they're safe to drive. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, I think he, it's like, you know, grief seems to be a big, mm-hmm. um, you know, storyline for, for everyone in the show. Right. So I think we kind of see it in, in all the characters, obviously with Jimmy and Alice losing um, mom and wife. And then you see um, Harrison Ford kind of grieving the diagnosis. Right. Um, the diagnosis. Gabby grieving, you know, her, her friend and um, her, her divorce. Marriage, yep. Right. And yep. Harrison Ford, there's something up like with his daughter mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. did he have a wife or not or, a, or maybe a male partner? We don't know yeah. yet. Um. And that, yeah, I think it'll be really interesting to me to see how grief is depicted in a comedy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so far I'm liking what I'm seeing. Yeah. And grief is such a universal but difficult topic to talk about or depict. So I'm just really excited to see how they do it. Yeah, I think um, I like how it's just it's so different for everyone because it is, yeah, you know, exactly. um, it's I like when um, Paul <laughs> says to Alice, grief is a crafty little fucker. I wrote that down too, <laughs> that exact quote. And I loved at the end of episode three, his 15 minute thing. Yes. And that's yes. something, I mean, I don't call it that, but I encourage some people, this comes up in my practice more so with anxiety mm-hmm. about like schedule it into your day. Yep. You know, when, when people are just like so overrun with intrusive thoughts, mm-hmm. especially when I have patients going through fertility struggles and all the steps you have to go through to try to navigate that. That's sort of something I use in my mm-hmm. practice. Like, well, let's get, let's like give yourself some time to just yeah. really, really worry about yeah. it. 
write it down, do whatever mm-hmm. you need, and then try to put it away yep. and move on. And I felt like that's kind of what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, pick the saddest song you can yeah. think of. So, Portia, I wanted to ask you, what would be your oh. sad <gasps> song? Oh, my goodness. Um I think probably a Taylor Swift song. Um, Exile. <laughs> like well, from the end of it, it has been. You know, yeah. I've definitely listened to that in the car and, and shed a few tears. There's there's one on. I, it's really Taylor Swift. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, two of her songs. I cannot think of the names right now because I like I, put I said, you on the spot. I'm not a you know top tier Swifty. I'm you know a moderate. To Did low. you get tickets to her concert? So I I will be what? going. Um, I am, so I'm waiting to see if they come down at all. I will be spending like thousands of dollars and I will be seeing it by myself, but you, okay. Yeah. So resale, I'm going to buy a resale resale. and, um, I'm just trying to see if there's any point, um, right. You know, I'm going to wait a couple more weeks and then I'm just going to pull the trigger and empty my bank account Okay, well, for tea, you know, you know maybe, gotta do maybe it. by then we'll get a sponsor and that'll help <laughs> support Porsche's yes. quest to see Taylor Swift. Yes. <laughs> All right, Portia. Well, you know, we don't have like sponsors or, or anything like that yet, uh, but maybe someday we will. And if we did, this is where they would go. So like, what kind of sponsor would you like to see? Um, I think really anything that is like I want to use. Like Spindrift Sparkling Water. Yeah, I would yeah. love for that to sponsor mm-hmm. us. You you love that. You have them all the time. All the time. Yep. So yeah. what else would I like? Um uh, I feel like I'm I don't wear a lot of makeup daily, but I am like a makeup get ready with me girly. I love Ooh. watching that stuff. So any any, any you know, makeup brand, brand wanna send me something, even That'd though you great. can't see us, that, that maybe is problematic. <laughs> What else? Uh, my again, like on the <laughs> delusions of all grandiose delusions on our vision board is an airline with the lay flat seats. Ooh, like I really yeah. want to take a flight and lay down. I mean, if you're gonna go big, maybe you should just like do Emirates, you know? Yes. Like and like you don't actually have to take me anywhere. We'll just lay down, go up in the air, yep. circle around a couple times, and we can come down. Yeah. Um, but that's my like ultimate yeah. ultimate sponsor mm-hmm. dream. So um, this is where. You'd hear a commercial if we had them. So far, we don't. But keep subscribing. Yeah, you never tuned. know. <laughs> All right. What about your? What's your song? So I think I have one that you wouldn't expect, but okay. I think it's a really sad song, which is "You Are My Sunshine." Wow. What is that about? I mean, maybe we should talk about that. Not on. No, no. no I think <laughs> on the side. Yeah. I think it's it's like a beautiful song. I feel like a lot of parents maybe sing it to their kids mm-hmm. but i also think like i could like cry talking about it i think it also speaks to like how much you love something when it says like please don't take my sunshine yeah. away so, i don't know that kind of reminds me of grief too like okay. i feel like if i was grieving i'd listen to a song like that because it would just really mm. speak to you know i think of grief and love as like two sides of the same coin um that like you're intensity of grief often parallels your intensity mm-hmm. of love and that's hard yeah um so th- i don't know that's what came to my mind i was kind of laughing at um when jimmy is riding the bike it's like right at the end of episode <laughs> three um and and it's a phoebe bridger song because i you know i i do work with some um like teens and mm-hmm. They all cried to her. She, was. she is a, you want to cry, you listen to Phoebe Bridgers. And I only know that f- from, from the teenagers from you work with. Yeah. So I was just like, that's so accurate. <laughs> that's so perfect. I love it. Um, but yeah, so I think grief, you just see kind of come out in many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love <clears throat> when Alice tells mm. 
her dad that like you know the small things that he's doing right now like doesn't make up for the year 100%. and that she went through it too i was like 100%. oh that just you know it it, Bro- it was so um honest and like i couldn't what believe exactly she could going say on. that yes you know yep. i was really proud of her for being able to mm-hmm. say that this was i think the scene where he's like trying yep. you know he's like making her breakfast and wash, wash her, her jersey mm-hmm. and you know call him paul to ask for advice you know um and i was really impressed that she could put words to that and say it to him yep to me that um sort of made me hopeful mm-hmm, for them mm-hmm. that there is enough of an attachment there where she feels safe enough to say something like that to him. He could hear it. Yeah. He didn't get angry. He didn't get defensive. He didn't sort of come back and be mm-hmm. like, oh, it's all about me or yeah. like anything like that. Um, but I feel, I so feel for Alice. Yeah. Um, and the part at some point where he said, there's a couple things he does that I'm like, oh man, oh, um, the part where he's like finally at the soccer game, he gets assaulted, but then she comes up and is like, thanks for coming. And he says, you know, I would have been here earlier, but you look so much like your mom. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so true. But you don't say that I to know. her. She can't help I it. Know. And like, she's going to feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And like, she that- talks about guilt later from smiling in the photo. <sighs> yes. And that is again, perfect. Yes. With grief. super common, super common. Mm-hmm. And oh God, especially when you're a child and you lose a parent, like, Oh, that guilt you feel when you do start to sort of reenter your life is really, mm-hmm. really tough to work through. And then the part where she like bought the chicken sandwiches and he comes down. I know, I know. he oh. comes downstairs to go pickleball. He's like, oh, like I loved side note that they picked pickleball. Yeah. They're like, why does sport in America? Yeah. Um, it's like, dude. She got you the sandwich. Like sit down and, and, and you're eat. A thera- I mean, again, and I want to talk about this later, but like you're, I have you're this expectation therapist. you're a therapist. Like you should be picking up on this, you but you know, we don't because we're people you're too. Humans. But yeah. I was so like, I was mad at him. How, how are you not seeing it? Like she just say, you're not going to go. And he kind of does. And then she's like, no, no, no. But I was like, but that no, you should like, pick oh up God, on it. Oh my God, it got canceled. Yeah. Like, yeah. is there anything there for me? Yeah. Or like, just go a little later, yeah. like stay with her. That made me mad. Yeah. Um, I think the parts where I get mad at Jimmy is where his own needs are coming before his daughter's. Mm-hmm. But again, like when you have such a significant loss, I'm sure to some degree that happens. Yeah. Um, but I, I get mad at him for that. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think so too. And then, so I think he's throwing himself, which, you know, is a whole other conversation, which I'm very excited to talk about into his work. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, right, he shows up late to the parent teacher conference. Oh, I was with right. patients. You know, he tells Allison another point, you know, I was with patients. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like he's doing all this stuff for them. And right. that's great. You know, <laughs> like, go until love to see it's it. like a, uh, an avoidance tactic, mm-hmm. right? We see this a lot. Like, I think a a lot of times you think about people like dealing with trauma or a stressor or things like that, coping in like an unhealthy form of avoidance, mm-hmm. like drugs, alcohol, gambling. Yeah, you those know. seem really bad. Those seem really bad, but working right. can be one too. Yep. It's just sort of more It seems acceptable. less, yeah, exactly. It's more acceptable. Um, I don't know about the way he's doing it. Yeah. What are your well, thoughts, Portia? <laughs> so <laughs> a huge theme here is boundaries 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 yeah. boundaries and i feel like um i wish we maybe someday we'll be so tech savvy we could have like um like a, a cool song about boundaries mm-hmm. that comes in every time we talk about them because i feel like a little jingle yeah because i feel like we're going to talk about boundaries 
ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. It's like that's my number one word right. that comes out of my mouth is boundaries. Right. And I think as a therapist specifically, Mm -hmm. I can so relate to Jimmy feeling frustrated at times with Mm -hmm. patients. No. And, you know, again, compassion fatigue. Yes, exactly. That they know they have the tools, you know, that I know they can do it. I I, just do it. it. And, and then they don't. And like, again, like Harrison Ford's character, Paul is telling him like, you can't force them to do it. Exactly. So, and, you know, you can't be a what? A psychological <laughs> vigilante. I right. love, again, I just right. loved that catchphrase. And they were like, yes, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I want to be a psychological vigilante. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Harrison Ford being, and again, the, the, the show must have good consultants to talk about yeah. that and autonomy and things like that. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, and at least in these first three episodes, we really see him sort of un- unraveling, mm-hmm. getting unhinged and having loosey-goosey boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I thought this this arc of, you know, like, well, maybe he's on to something. These people are getting better. And then at the very end of episode yes. three, when we see, um, I forget her name. Me too. The woman in the domestic violence relationship. Yep. Who uh, initially leaves, goes to her sisters. I'm now curious, did she ever go? I, maybe, I know. I, maybe she did for, for a, a little weekend bit. or so. I knew yeah. she was going to go back. Yeah. I, I, and then he sees them walking to Together. together and he's like oh shoot i guess this isn't working i guess this isn't working and yeah. she's like telling her uh husband like come on let's hurry let's mm-hmm. hurry like, i know he didn't see me. <laughs> which is just so again like part of her right like part of her people symptomology and like um pathology like right. that's right you know that's on brand and that's again like why you know we shouldn't be doing the things we do so we kind of wanted to talk about the difference between mm-hmm. you know expose exposure therapy and there's right. there's absolutely a time and place for it he does i'd say one time almost really well where i see him with kind of the angry patient the when he takes the coffee that feels talk, okay yes and i wanted to talk about that with you specifically mm-hmm. as an oat milk aficionado <laughs> that that totally made me think yeah. of you you introduced me yeah. to chai lattes with oat milk mm-hmm. which are so good are you drinking one I right now over there <laughs> i might be <laughs> um and uh oh i loved that when yep. like and i also loved angry man dan mm-hmm. angry dan yes such a good character. Yep. I kind of love patients like this who are so in tune with their anger mm-hmm. and can put words to it. It's like totally getting in the way of their life yeah. and relationships. But there's a piece of me that just really admires mm-hmm. their ability to be so in tune with yes. it and put words to it so eloquently. And I think you can really work with that. Mm-hmm. And, um, I and think you can th- kind of take risks and mm-hmm. be really direct. Like when he says to him... Um, 
like, what did he say? Um, you know, I'm, I hate this right now when they're in the coffee shop. And Jimmy's like, no, you don't. Like, I don't believe you. It's like, that's, you know, yeah. that's a useful, we can do that sometimes. Again, right. when you have really good rapport. You can right. be, you know, you can totally call a patient out and it feels right. like sometimes almost funny or playful. I love, that's one thing I'm really liking about this depiction of Jimmy being a therapist is the use of humor. Mm-hmm. Because I love when you can use humor in a positive yeah. way and a way of connecting. You do have to build really solid rapport Mm -hmm. and trust and everything, but then it can be really, especially as a way to help people like look at themselves Mm -hmm. and have better insight Mm -hmm. into their own actions that they're coming to you to try to change, but it's so hard to look at that. Um, Humor can be a really nice way Mm -hmm. to do that. But so I loved (laughs) when he was like, Stan, Dan, yeah, your name's Rhyme. And like, <laughs> Dan is just like literally wanting Dying. to melt onto the floor. He's so Dying. mad, which you know, angry man. Like he's so mad, and then he gets validation he from Stan when from he's like, Stan. "Fuck oat milk," and he's, yeah. Like, he's yeah. like, "Yeah, fuck oat milk." You know? Oh my god, I loved it so much, and you can tell. Like, ugh, I just. That was perfect. So Mm -hmm. that was like a pretty good depiction of what we call exposure and response prevention therapy Mm -hmm. or ERP in the mental health field. We love acronyms Mm -hmm. and they all end with like a P or a T. So this is ERP, Mm -hmm. unlike DBT, CBT, CBT, ACT, there's so many, like SAT, there's just like so many. Um, but Portia, tell us a little bit about ERP because I you do this a lot, I think, with with a lot of your patients. Yeah, so it's a really great um, therapy treatment protocol. So ERP in its like pure form is um, I'd say a little bit more challenging to do. You're meeting with a, with a patient totally. about three times a week for you know longer sessions. You're really like in their life. So yeah. as someone who is in private practice, like I don't have the capacity to spend you know nine hours a week with a patient. Right. So you can kind of sprinkle in ERP and just like um, exposures. So this... But sorry to cut you off, but um, when you're doing it like that, I think what you're talking about, like the gold standard ERP, that is so helpful for things like plane phobia, Mm -hmm. bridge phobia, OCD... Um, like se- pretty severe OCD, pretty severe yeah. OCD, like going to a grocery store and touching yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a germ phobia or things like that, mm-hmm. that's where ERP is so helpful. Totally. Um, and can really make a difference mm-hmm. quickly like yes. when you're doing it like yeah. that. So, um, so how a lot of, you know, I think therapists use it who aren't using it generally, I guess, in that capacity is um, with just starting someone off, I kind of call it like with a fear ladder. So you identify the lowest, you know, level of someone's biggest fear, and then you try to expose them to it. You know, typically you start with something that should be easy. So they get confidence, they feel good about it, they know that they can do a part of it. And then you move them up the fear ladder, ideally, finally kind of exposing them to the thing that's scariest. So Mm -hmm. say if someone had a fear of um, spiders, Mm -hmm. you know, you might initially start just talking about spiders you Mm -hmm. might then show them a picture of a spider you Mm -hmm. might then show them a video of a spider you Mm -hmm. might then go outside and try to find find a spider spider. Um, it can get a little tricky yeah with trying to really um like have a pure true true exposure but typically you can get really creative with it right um so more things that i've done is um go with patients to like Mm -hmm. a grocery store um you know meal coach them so we're Mm -hmm. eating in session um Mm. other things you know telehealth actually has been really helpful um having a couple clients with fears or phobias of um you know bugs or leaving something unlocked and and Mm -hmm. I, i can be you know technically in their home with them <laughs> with just over the screen. Yeah, that's and 
that's been really cool. So, so, you know, you want to be with there with them, kind of coaching them through, you know, their panic symptoms. Exactly. And then they, you know, and helping them tolerate exactly. it and realize that that wave of panic will subside yep. and they can tolerate it. Yep. So similarly, he's doing that, you know, with mm-hmm. Sean. Sean. So he well, yeah. had the idea of, you know, Sean has um, violent outbursts. He's um, a veteran, which right. you, you know, you have some experience at a VA. Yes. I, I, I loved training and working at the VA. Like anyone who's listening to this, who went to med school with me, residency with me, like knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do miss working with vets, you know, in private practice. Um, but I think Sean is a really actually a pretty nice depiction of I'm what I'm assuming is PTSD mm-hmm. um, related to being a veteran um, with the main symptom being these anger outbursts when anyone sort of crosses him yep. in any way. Um, I really liked Again, that he was an easy peasy referral. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then, oh, by the way, you by know, the way. Yep. <laughs> and then when Jimmy sits down to talk to him, oh, again, yes. this is bad, but good for the show when he's like shaking the file at yeah, him. Like, like, sorry, oh. big lot of, yeah. lot to read through here. Yep. You know, I was like, oh, God, that's terrible. And then he yawns and then like Sean gets mad at mm-hmm. him and they talk about how it was like more of an implied fuck you. Yeah. This was a, where I thought the humor was really good when, when Jimmy was like, oh, I hate those. I yeah. Hate those. Then he's like, are you giving me one now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because again, it totally can, which I think it did in that very specific that once, moment. But, and then he yawned. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it like broke the, the boundary down and I think kind of aligned himself with, right. with Sean. And then unfortunately he yawned, which was disrespectful to Sean. I would say like sometimes I yawn. I, I, it's not, you know, my intention. Sometimes you just <laughs> yawn and I'm very engaged in session. Yeah. So I think, you know, it, again, but with the, the, you know, a certain patient, like intake session, you don't want to be sitting there yawning, yawning looking bored. Right. I think well, you also could... like, because he was like disheveled and hung Correct. over and Correct. like clearly unprepared mm-hmm. and he probably smelled bad. Yeah. Like, you know, he's just like, really, this yep. is the guy who's going to help me. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to be there anyway. It's court ordered, yep. you know, which is, you know, a, a real thing. Interesting um, type of patient. You know, I've worked with a couple um, court ordered clients. I used to work with most court ordered clients when I worked with substance abuse in the past. And, you know, unfortunately, it, it, it is a little bit more tricky to get buy in. Mm-hmm, but you mm-hmm. really want to try to get buy in, even if it's like we have to we, we just in have to finish way. the session. You know, I'm right. here with you for the next 50 minutes, regardless of what we talk about. Let's try to make it as useful for you as possible. What do you want to talk about? Like, right. Um, and typically, typically you can get something out of it, of course, but I think it's, it's just, it's hard for the patient because it, you know, they're, and they're being forced, yeah, like not their autonomy to want to be there. Exactly. Um, so again, I felt like on the one hand, you know, encouraging him to have another outlet for his anger and rage and physical aggression mm-hmm. kind of in a quote unquote healthy way, positive the way we're going about it. Yeah. Mm, with the, like loosey goosey boundaries again, we'll talk about it. Eh, not so great. And I did love Gabby's yes. sort of. You yeah, know, I was just thinking of that. Pointing it out, like you're encouraging a black man in today's society mm-hmm. to go beat people up. Yeah. You know. And I do think this show is doing a nice job. They get to it even more in the third episode um, when Sean moves in with him, and all the neighbors are like, "Oh, oh excuse me, what are you right. doing here?" Um, I think they do a good job in this show, sort of pointing out racial issues mm-hmm. that are going on yeah. these days and have been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really smart and accurate when 
um, the husband assaults Jimmy at the soccer game yes. and gets taken away in an ambulance. But Sean yep. gets taken away in a police car. Right. And they're both bleeding and, you know, beat right. up. And yep. um, the husband, the white guy, started it. Mm-hmm. You know, I th- again, I think these are interesting depictions and I'm sure will come up. Um, so, yeah, again, I feel like with Sean so far, at least in the early episodes with the boxing or MMA fighting or whatever, um, again, could be good. I liked what he said when they were having their first popsicles or something like, you know, we got to work on getting the rage out and then dig deeper mm-hmm. to see like what's causing it. And I love the Carl Jung quote, um, what resist, what you resist persists. Mm-hmm. Like, I like those things. Don't love when he moves in with him. Yeah. <laughs> like when he bails him out right. or gets over involved. Well, and here's, here's, I thought, just the perfect line that is the reason that you cannot become Cross these so, lines. Um, in, in, you cannot also have patience inserted in your life because, yes. so it's like, okay, you know, maybe it's a little blurred boundary. He's going to the MMA thing, you know, they're having sessions out in the open. Sure, sure, sure. Whatever. But then it's like, he's taking, you're taking him. He knows you have a daughter. He knows that you're a bad parent per, right. you know, Jimmy saying that, you know, he knows your he, wife died. Yep. You know, he knows all of us about you. And so then he knows you on this level as a friend. Yes. So then you're getting you beat up. And yeah. of course, then, he's you know, gonna... whether it's a trigger, I don't think it's solely a trigger. I think it's a trigger and this person that he cares about, Sean cares about, is getting beat up. So then he intervenes, which he should not be in that position exactly. to do. Right. And yes. And Jimmy, the therapist, because of his poor boundaries, right. has inadvertently really harmed Sean right. by putting him in that exactly. position. Exactly. And then it's like you, you, it keeps going because then he feels responsible, as he should, to bail him out. Like, yeah. you know, like, but again, like we should have never, ever been in this position to begin with. But right. like, you can just see how it snowballs and snowballs and snowballs and it becomes right. more intertwined and more inappropriate. Right. Exactly. So it's like, you know, that also sort of brings up the question. And again, this is a, a show. It's fictional. Mm-hmm. But I think they do a really good job here where I think all therapists at times throughout your career, I'm sure in different phases and in different ways, might feel sort of constrained Mm -hmm. by the way we're taught to practice or do therapy. You might, I don't, you know, be like, well, why, why don't we try it this Mm -hmm. way? Or why don't we try it that way? You know, and things like that, um, maybe earlier on in your training. Um, But then it's like, there's a good reason for having boundaries and especially learning how to maintain them when your patients are sort of pressing you or wanting more from you. And instead of, giving it to them or or making the session or even moments of a session about you Mm -hmm. being able to keep it focused on the patient and talk about, you know, more so like, well, why are you asking or things like that? Mm -hmm. But Jimmy just volunteers like, and again, as a way to connect, like by saying, you know, I lost my wife, like I understand things Mm -hmm. like that, but it's like too far. You don't do that. I think, I mean, in use of self as a therapist is absolutely a technique, Mm -hmm. but it like has to be internal. Um, well, it, we're talking about two different things. I think oh, okay. it has to be like really thoughtfully used, mm, um, like self disclosure. Yeah, self disclosure, self disclosure. Yep. So you can self disclose some things in order to build the therapeutic relationship. I'd mm-hmm. say my um, rule of thumb is like 
you don't want to ever disclose something that could be like used against you, if that makes sense. Mm. So like, I think some, some people might like, I don't mind sharing about pets. pets. However, you know, I would not talk about pets if I had like a recent pet loss, you know, and I felt like I was going to not be able to, I might cry or, Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. might come up. So, you know, again, it's, it's, it's so important to know yourself Mm -hmm. and to talk about these things in supervision. Mm -hmm. Um, So supervision Mm -hmm. is something that therapists and, you know, psychiatrists, maybe mentorship, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we call it supervision okay. too. Or you, you know, we'll talk to your supervisor about it's kind of like um, your work therapist. Yeah, in a way, yeah, you because know? it's not just like work. You know, what should I do? It's more like, ooh, like what's coming up for you with this right. patient? Why, you know, why do you have a hard time with this patient? Why does right. this patient make you angry? Why does this patient? Why aren't you feeling like you want to be a psychological vigilante with this right, right. with this patient? So it's really more than just like you know a boss at work giving you you know things to Tips. do. You're sharing right. you know kind of vulnerable parts of yourself. Right. And that's really important as a mm-hmm. therapist. I think that's what I thought you were f- referring to earlier. Um, it is really important to be in tune with what's coming up for you, yep. not putting it out there to the Correct. patient. That's not their job to figure mm-hmm. out for you. Um, but being in tune with that and really being thoughtful about it and thinking about it. And especially when it comes to boundaries, yeah. you know, like what is it about this dynamic, this patient, what's going on with mm-hmm. them, what's going on with me, our similarities, our differences, that's stirring stuff up for me and so it kind of seems like uh paul or harrison ford is serving as a supervisor Mm -hmm. he seems like the owner of the cbt practice i was really excited when they showed the cbt sign Mm -hmm. i was like oh good yeah cognitive behavioral therapy another Mm -hmm. acronym that we love Mm -hmm. Um, but i was excited to see how they depict it how do you depict cbt we haven't really seen i want to see gabby in with a patient and i want to see paul in with a patient so badly yes i hope we get to that Mm -hmm. i totally agree i bet paul like has his manual he's photocopied you know doing worksheets doing the worksheets talking about you know why didn't you complete your worksheet Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then we can't move on until we talk about it you know um but yeah so Again, it seems like he's providing some supervision, but again, there's something coming up for Paul, I think, that we don't know yet Mm -hmm. that's causing him to reach out to Alice. Again, is that a bad thing? I don't think so quite yet, but I wonder if it could turn into a point of contention at some point. I think I was really glad when Jimmy thanked him, you know, at like the end of episode three, when he realized what was going on, that Paul kind of stepped in Mm -hmm. when Jimmy wasn't able to be Mm -hmm. there. Um but I wonder why Paul is giving Jimmy so many passes with this. Well, it seems like behavior. initially Paul doesn't know. Like Jimmy's lying to him about where he is. Remember when he says that he's about at the a, donuts? Yeah, like there's a murder. There, oh no, it's jelly everywhere. It's yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I think it, like initially he he. I mean, he's absolutely not telling him. He also finds out later. Um, Paul does that. Sean is staying with Jimmy, and he's like pissed. Yeah, and we so, haven't seen that unfold right, yet. Right. But early before that, I think he did learn some stuff. I forget if he learned that well i think he learned that paul or not paul jimmy got assaulted Mm -hmm. by his patient's husband i think he learned about this dynamic and that sean's dad had called to say he came home with like a split lip or something so he's learning these things and you know it begs the question why isn't anyone intervening when they're seeing jimmy Mm -hmm. just like so obviously struggling with his grief and that it is affecting his work and that this show um really humanizes like 
working licensed professionals because I think, you know, there is this kind of view sometimes that like, you know, right, like doctors are the healthiest people because you know the most or that therapists, you know, never experience a panic attack because you are, you know, you're a perfect communicator. You know how to use all those skills. And that's just not, I wish it was true, but it's just not. (laughs) And I think for some patients, it is important to view your you know, or you, or you want to, as a human. um, or, or not like, you, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to see them in that way. They're mm-hmm. just this professional. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if you, if you like to view <laughs> licensed professionals as robots, do not watch this show because <laughs> the show is kind of saying otherwise, yeah. but I really liked that part. Like we all experience grief, you know, right. someone, your therapist could be, or, or doctor could just be getting off the phone and, you know, within a really stressful family situation and then right. coming in and, and again, just, putting it back right. and making it about you and your patient care. And when you can't do that, correct, it's really important. Yep. You're able to to say that. And mm-hmm. I think that's where Jimmy's really struggling. Yes. And I don't necessarily think Paul and Gabby are helping him at all by sort of enabling his mm-hmm. behavior um, because he gets worse and worse. We yeah. see that Sean then moves in and knows he has a daughter and, and all these things. Um, but it is important as a professional to be able to know, you know, whether it's something like you have the flu, so you need mm-hmm. to call out so you don't get your patient yep. sick or like your pet died to yeah. use the same example. And you can't really fully be there right. with your patients. Take the day off. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really important to know your own boundaries. Um, and it seems like Jimmy's really struggling yeah. with that. You know? Yeah. And, and you know, he, he does kind of cross the line. And and I think, you know, there are levels of lines that he is crossing with each patient. Some are okay, yeah, you right. know, and based on the relationship are maybe fine, but like others are just so wildly inappropriate. Yeah. And I know in my training, I don't know if this was the lingo used in your training too, Portia, but we talked a lot about the difference between a boundary crossing and a boundary violation. Mm. Did you ever hear that? I mean, I think we used them... Um, interchangeably so we always talked about boundary crossing as like you accidentally like touch the patient like they're leaving and you get up and your elbows touch or something like Mm -hmm. that like something more minor or mild that hopefully the the provider and the patient can talk about and Mm -hmm. work through in a healthy way whereas boundary violations are like you know Dr. Nikki from you, like sexual misconduct, um, giving someone your personal cell phone number, Mm -hmm. if that's not what you typically do, bailing someone out of jail, letting them move into your house, telling them that your wife died, like things that are a little more severe Mm -hmm. that, um, and again, this can go the other way too, when patients cross boundaries, um, like a patient showing up at your house or things like that, um, that are like treatment ending, Mm -hmm. like a sign that this isn't treatment anymore this is turning into something else um so i think even in the first three episodes we see sort of the progression from boundary tiptoe like violation or uh sorry boundary uh, crossings to Mm -hmm. violations and i'm curious to see how that you know continues playing out i mean the violation of the show is sean like i mean it's just like I think there were, we, we tiptoed all the way to, to the, the, you know, he shouldn't be his therapist. Like he cannot be, he cannot his, therapist be his therapist anymore. Right. Like period. Right. hundred percent. Um, and then it's interesting because he tried to say to Gabby right at the beginning, like, I really can't take on another case. I want to go watch my like bath movie, yeah. which sidebar sounds like <laughs> a really great form of self care. <laughs> um, but then Gabby, you know, funny, you know, even though it isn't, you know, it sounds like she wasn't picking up on his, you know, not really strong boundary. But then she um, 
she has like the therapist stare tactic, right? Where yeah. she just is like looking at him, waiting for him to say something. And he's, and he notes that he's like, you're just staring at me until I make the right decision. <laughs> yeah. You're doing that thing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's interesting. One thing that's coming to mind as we're talking, Portia, is I'm curious if you noticed the transition from, you know, pre-COVID life to in COVID working as a therapist. For me, there were like, you know, boundaries were different when mm, we were all at yeah. home, that quick shift to telehealth yep. and trying to work in that way. Um, I just, I don't know, that came to my mind. As oh, totally. I think even, even like, um, as, you know, unrelated almost, but this is still a boundary or even HIPAA. It's like everything was approved, right? You could FaceTime, like, cause no right. one, you could FaceTime, you could talk on the phone, you could use right. Zoom. Right. Yes, there were some HIPAA, you know, um, approved platforms that like you should be using, but it was like, just blanket, like figure it get out, some, get do whatever care. you can. Yeah. To um, keep up treatment. Right. right. Yeah. So even, even like there was this permission given, um, mm-hmm. to like relax right. that boundary. Right. And then you could, like you said, really see into people's houses. Yep. And they could people's see into outfits, yours. You know, I had to Their have pets. some conversations with people about, um, you know, like, and, and you know, I do work with a younger population, but like kind of dressing inappropriately, yeah. you know. I was always interested to see like what's written on your t-shirt today. Yeah. Yeah. And does that sort of align with what we're working mm, on? Or, or just not? like kind of laying in bed, which again, like, yeah, maybe, maybe sit up. Like, right, right, right. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Or else, you know, it just feels like, again, like that feels like a boundary crossing. Um, yes. Maybe, maybe a, bi- a violation pre COVID, but, right. you know, but seeing how a the patient, context can shift. Yeah, exactly. Right. I met a lot of pets, which was yep. kind of nice as a provider working with a lot of pregnant women or women with young kids, it was really helpful Mm -hmm. to first be able to get treatment to people who are having, I mean, none of us could leave the house, but also when you have newborns and stuff, it was just really helpful to see. I mean, I used to, and I hope someday we go back to having babies in the office. Um, But just seeing the dynamic Mm -hmm. between them, seeing the other kids in the background, Um, kids busting through the door, (laughs) (laughs) showing me their toys Mm -hmm. and and things like that. Um, I know you wanted to talk about Brian, um, the best friend and lawyer. (laughs) So please share with the class. I loved his ringtone. <laughs> I love that that was the ringtone for and his I wanted to know Why? Yeah, I wanted to know if it was just for Jimmy or if it's for, for other If you haven't watched the show yet, it's Britney Spears' baby one more time. Mm-hmm. And, like, so when Jimmy finally calls him after a year of not talking or something, um, it's like, da na 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 oh, baby, baby. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, my God, I love this. And Brian is just such a good character. Like, he's, you know, freaking out. He's like, well, you know, what's do happening? How do I look at it? And he's like, honey, it's a voice call. Like, just pick up the phone. <laughs> but you can tell, like, they haven't spoken in a long time i think what i loved was i loved again terrible boundaries him being the lawyer for sean um i just loved his performance as the lawyer like standing up like Mm -hmm. all dramatic like such a good lawyer and then he was like high on adrenaline wanting to go club and he's like oh it's 2 p.m should we we get some ice cream like what should we do um I, i feel like uh, I just loved that, and I love that he was like, "I'm an estate lawyer. Like, mm-hmm. I never get to do mm-hmm. stuff." That was like a rush. This. Yeah, and then when he walks in, though, huge boundary violation. Oh, when he walks yes. in when Jimmy's meeting with um his OCD patient, and she's holding her breath yeah. while you know Brian is um you know telling him what a terrible person he is, and then he offers to like pay for yeah, her. <laughs> and again, it was like I can't remember the exact details, but mm-hmm. I think it was something like that sort of him barging in like proved her magical thinking mm-hmm. right because she is ocd so again 
the creators of the show just knowing like that's the patient mm-hmm. that Brian should barge in yeah. on. I think uh, was really smart. I think the reason I wanted to bring up Brian was because I thought it was really touching, poignant, and accurate when Brian was asking Jimmy, mm-hmm. like, why haven't you let me be there for you? And Jimmy could say, like, dude, I'm so sad, and you're not letting me just be sad. You're always saying, like, everything goes right for you. Like, maybe I don't want to hear that right now. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, like, that's so important when people yeah. are grieving is, you know, letting them just be where yeah, they're Yeah, taking at. their lead. Taking their lead and asking them, you know, what do you need from me? Mm-hmm. What can I do for you that would be helpful? Do you want me to just sit here? Do you want me to not sit here? Can I get you food? Do you not want food? Like, like. So, so next um, episode that we do record will be you, um, season oh, four, part episodes one. one through four. So excited. And in the following um, week, we will be going to do the movie What yep. About Bob? And then we'll pick up with shrinking the next couple of episodes. So we're trying to split up shrinking mm-hmm. into a couple episodes. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. <sighs> Me too. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. I guess uh, if you could please rate, review, and subscribe, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, again, our Instagram is Analyze Scripts. We almost have 50 followers. Yeah. I promise I won't update with stats every time. But as the nerd that I am, I really like data. Um, and then are we anywhere else yet? I get, we have a Facebook page. I tried to make us a page. I think just email us or yeah. use our Instagram for now. Yeah. That's yeah. a good idea. So um, our email is analyze scripts podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And be sure to interact with us on Instagram. Let us know what else you want to watch and maybe one of your recommendations we'll do next. Yeah. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast and its contents are a copyright of analyzed scripts, all rights reserved. Any redistribution or reproduction of part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited. Unless you want to share it with your friends and rate, review, and subscribe. That's fine. All stories and characters discussed are fictional in nature. 
No identification with actual persons, living or deceased, places, buildings, or products is intended or should be inferred. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The podcast and its contents do not constitute professional, mental health, or medical advice. Listeners might consider consulting a mental health provider if they need assistance with any mental health problems or concerns. As always, please call 911 or go directly to your nearest emergency room for any psychiatric emergencies. Thanks for listening and see you next time.